Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell, and this guy over here is Tony Shore, and we are going to be talking about a topic of interest to people for decades since I've been doing the retirement planning and money management. The question is, if you get a lump sum of money, how do you invest it? Should you invest it all at once or should you invest it over time? And this happens to people when they retire, when they receive a bonus, maybe an inheritance, and they come to me and ask, Dan, what's, what's the right way to do this? And today we're going to answer that question and we're going to use some research that I found recently that actually shows the math behind the answer. But before we do that, I'm actually going to ask Tony, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a scenario, Tony. Oh boy. And here I'm we go. give it to the listeners as well. Here we go. You know how, you know how I, uh, I like to see, ask you questions that you get wrong. Right. But this one's going to also be oh, for no. the listeners. So I want the listeners and the viewers to answer this in their head. What would you say if you were Tony put on the spot? And now the, the beauty of this one is Tony, you have no idea what we're talking about. This is the, you're just, you're, you're, well, I can see the hamster wheel spinning yeah. right now. Smoke's yeah, coming I'm out. You're like, the beads I, of sweat. You're like, all right. So you actually have to pay attention. Yeah, I was sweating before the question, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so imagine this scenario. You inherit $100,000. The, the, dollar, the dollar amount doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Or maybe it does, but... Well, then make it more. All right, a million dollars. Okay, so you okay. inherit a million dollars. One million dollars. And here you have two choices. So it's a 50-50, Tony. You could do this. You have two choices. You either take that million mm-hmm. and you put it all in the stock market immediately and wait 10 years and see what you get. Or you take that million and you put it in the same stock market, but instead of putting it all up front day one, you put it in over the course of the first year. So you, every month you add one twelfth of that money and you put it in. So after one year, all your money's invested. Sure. So those are the two choices. You, you invest it immediately for 10 years or you invest it over time for a year. And then after nine more years, which pool of money will give you the better return? And before you answer, I want you to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, give you, I'm going to give you a little break to think about it while, okay. uh, while we, uh, while we, while we figure this out. Ready? Okay. This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. All right, Tony, time's up. Which would you choose, lump sum or dollar cost averaging as it's called? Well, yeah. In fact, that was you stole my thunder. I was going to say, I know what you're talking about. It's called dollar cost averaging. You've talked about that before. And uh, I'm well aware of dollar cost averaging. And as I heard you describing that, I'm like, I know this. This is dollar cost averaging. And from from the conventional wisdom out there, uh, most uh, I think and I, I, I don't think I'm wrong on this. I think most financial advisors always say, nope. You got a dollar cost average your way back into to a market uh, with a lump sum. So I'm leaning toward or my initial reaction was dollar cost averaging. 
So uh, because I've heard that's the way you should do it. You shouldn't throw the lump sum in. You should spread it out over time. But it depends on the returns and nobody has a crystal ball. So if I knew the market was just going to go up and it depends on how much time I have, I think the time horizon is a fact. 10 years in both. 10 years in both. Oh, 10 years. Okay. If it was 30, I would say for sure, without a doubt, dollar cost averaging, if you had 30 years to leave that money in. If you only have 10, then I might lean toward the lump sum, but I'm still going to go with dollar cost averaging because that's, I would say that's conventional wisdom. Am I right on that or am I wrong on the conventional wisdom on that? Well, 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 I'm not... (laughs) Is this your final answer? Are you saying final answer, dollar cost averaging? Yeah. You know that when I ask you a 50-50 question, you're going to be wrong no matter what, because I'm going to find a way you're going to spin it you get mad when i get it right so you spin it so i'm wrong is that what you're saying Dan? conventional wisdom does suggest dollar cost averaging but the research ah, says right on that lump sum is the correct answer according to the research <laughs> so you uh, are happy i got it wrong i am happy you got it wrong because that allows you to illustrate your point even stronger <laughs> if i get it wrong this is so bad you abuse me on the show dan Uh-oh here's the link below and i'll put this in the show notes for the youtube list is it a fund is it a link for a fund to raise money for me to for therapy after what i've gone through with you on the show (laughs) this is your therapy this show is your therapy for your real job oh my gosh um northwestern mutual which is a big financial firm retirement planning firm uh they do insurance products and manage money um they came out with this internal study that showed uh, the scenario, the scenario I gave you, do you put a yep. lump sum all up front or do you put it in over a year and wait it for the next nine? And what they found, and there's the link there, but what they found was this, Tony, the data showed that investing 1 million windfall all at once generated better cumulative returns at the end of 10 years than dollar cost averaging almost 75% of the time. It was mm. outperforming. So sometimes it worked in your advantage to do dollar cost damaging, but a majority of the time, significant majority, it's better to put it all in at once. But there's two factors. I think the time horizon factor is why, right? Am I right on that? Like if you had 30 years, I would say it would always be dollar cost averaging would be the best, but in the short, no. no, no, no. So here's, so, so let's, let's imagine huh. the scenarios here. Who I mean, the need? market's been skyrocketing for so long now though. I mean, of course, if we know the market's going to keep going up like it is, then yes, I'll, every time I'd throw all the money in right away uh, right. because the market's doing so well. But uh what they're not taking into account is 2008 probably. I mean, so, no, so they did this, the, the, the study shows from 1950 onward. Okay. And right. And different time horizons, different 10 year periods from 1950 on, <laughs> of course, <clears throat> there's going to be the 2008 where, man, I should have just waited a year in cash. Right. <laughs> yeah. and then got, but you never know that. So sure. dollar sure. cost averaging, like who does dollar cost averaging by the way, right now, um, it's going to be people in a 401k. They, they don't have a choice. Like you're not putting a lump sum in at the start of your career. Uh, you're getting a little bit in paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. Right. And that works to your advantage. But sometimes you get in a situation where you have a lump sum, you know, inheritance, you, a windfall of some sort, like winning the lottery, you get a bonus through work. 
Or let's say you retire, which is where I see a lot of people with lump sums. They retire, they get a payout from their sale of the business, or maybe they roll their 401k into their own IRA and say, I'm done with that company. Now what? They have a lump sum. What do they do? And the conventional wisdom, Tony, is let's invest it over time. But there's the key word, invested over time. You're really trying to time the market then, if you think about it. That's you're true. To, you're trying to guess, but you say, oh, I can't time the market, so let me just put it in an equal increments every month for a year. That's still trying to time it in a way instead of just saying, hold your nose and jump in the deep end and just go with it, right? Right. So... 401k people, people that are adding overtime through, uh, you know, a monthly, uh, taking a bit of their paycheck out and putting into savings, their dollar cost averaging. But what you said, and I'm going to give you a lot of credit for it, perhaps the most important part of this equation is the time horizon. So we said 10 years and you said, well, should it change if it was 30? And the answer is, is yes, but would it change if it's one year? or five years? And the answer is yes. So <clears throat> the math suggests that if you have 10 years, do a lump sum. And let's, let's, let's talk about why that is. You said it, the market keeps going up. Even at current levels, we're here in September of 2021, markets at our all-time highs, people are nervous, you, in, you get a lump sum of 100,000 right now, what are you going to do? The first thing you're going to do is call an advisor and say, what do I do? Because, you you know, this is not your forte. But they're going to say, do you want to invest it all now or do you want to invest it over time? You would say invest over time. But before you can answer that, the question is, when do you need the money? When do you need the money? And see, you're on mute now, so this is good. He's so if I just retired, no, I'm not. So if I just, I'm thinking. So if I just retired... Uh, and I, I'm just entering into retirement and this happens, um, I might need the money sooner rather than later, right? Yes, or you may need income from that money. So the scenario that I gave you is you inherit 100000 or a million, you're not going to touch it for 10 years. Right. That's very different than saying you inherit a million dollars, you need to live off of this for the rest of your life, starting now. You could inherit a million and say, I need to live off it starting in 10 years. And that's the same thing. If that's the case, just put it all in the market and let it ride. But as you get a shorter time horizon, you can't necessarily do that. And that's, that's what I mean by time horizon is important. Do you need to touch the money? But if you don't need to touch the money, then let it ride. Cause it's not about timing the market. It's time in the market. So that extra year of being all in in this scenario actually works to your advantage as opposed to waiting in cash and putting it in over the year. That's sure. where the difference is. Even that one year period, of course, if the market goes down that one year period, that's when you do well, but who knows that's going to happen. Yeah, that's Even, true. You know, and always, we're always seeming to have the same conversation with people. We're at all time highs. I, I mean, cause the market's been going up for the past 50, hundred years, right? right? Of course there's, there's dips, 2008, yep. 2009, people were scared to death. But if you look uh, at it from 1950 till now, even though there's a lot of volatility, the overall line is like this. I mean, it's that's, skyrocketed. That's exactly yeah. right. So that's the whole point. You don't want to th overthink it. It's going up. Just put it in. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you can start earning that, you know, the compounding interest is what does it. That's why putting it all in at once uh, works so well with a hundred thousand or a million, you're going to start making compounding interest on all the money right away, rather than just a small portion of it. And so I get that. um, But I've just been pounded into me for so long that dollar cost averaging your way into the market is the safe bet. And so a lot of financial advisors have said that. I mean, I've heard them. You've heard me say it. And I still do dollar cost averaging in for, for retirees. What's, what's interesting is this scenario just doesn't take into account needing income as well. Sure. The time horizon set for 10 years, but they also don't need to touch it for 10 years. So <clears throat> you don't need to generate income. That changes things. So that's sequence risk. We've done, I'll put a show up here about sequence risk. That's where if you're taking money out and the market's going down, you could spiral out of control and lose your nest egg. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's important is to establish that time horizon and also establish your income need. If the scenario works out where you don't need to touch this for 10 years, then go all in. Don't worry about dollar cost averaging the math says that. But let's be real, Tony. The math also says you should delay Social Security till 70. The math also says that you should um, add 10% of your salary to your uh, retirement savings. Math says one thing, life says another. <laughs> sure. Right? Sure. Right? And I was told there would be no math. So, you know that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we we've done i mean we last five shows we were talking about social security timing and people doing it wrong and i said you know do the math run the report and it says when to take social security but then i said then have a conversation because hey you suggesting the math says i take it at 68 but my both my parents died in their 50s mm. i don't think i'm going to be around that long is that a, you know so there's right. different factors that go in Right. Okay, you just inherited a million dollars. I'm saying put it all in the stock market. Right. By the way, in the study, which I'm going to put it right back up here again so people okay. can, can look at it, um, they try this with different portfolios, 60-40, you know, 60% stocks, 40% sure. bonds, 90% oh, bonds, 10% stocks. The more bonds you bought, the more it made sense to do a lump sum versus dollar cost averaging. Really? Totally counterintuitive, too. Yeah, right? yeah, that you know? doesn't make sense to me because I thought the reason it would make such a huge difference is because of compounding interest, but you're not making much interest on bonds. But you that are logic. because there's less volatility on bonds, so you might as well start early. Oh, that's right? true. I suppose. You know? Sure, sure. But, huh. but no matter what the mix was, bonds to stocks, it still made sense to do a lump sum if you're not going to touch it. Yeah. But once you need to touch it, that's when things get a little dicey. So the conclusion on this, besides Tony being wrong again, ooh, wait, I got to mark this. Down. Oh, come Here's on. my chart. I have a, here it is. I'll mark, oh, it. I'll mark it afterward. Here we go. <laughs> nope. Don't do that. Yes. Um, <laughs> the conclusion is lump sum investing outperforms dollar cost averaging in long-term scenarios. Wow. However, real life situations sometimes get in the way of math formulas. That's true. Real life uh, doesn't always abide by mathematical formulas. So this is a retirement show. The scenario that I run into the most, besides a lump sum from a for a, a, a employer leaving an employer, 
is an inheritance from an aging parent that passed away in their 90s and you're now retired and you got a lump sum. Mm. The math will suggest if you don't need to touch it, you throw it in the market. Reality is you might need the income right away. So you're going to have to do a multi-tiered approach. Maybe we do an asset allocation where the money you need to live off of in the short term, we put somewhere over here. And then the money that you don't need to touch for 10 years, we put over here. And that money that we don't need to touch for 10 years, the math says, let's go all in with the market. Mm. Psychologically, people have trouble with that. Oh my goodness, we're at all time highs. I can't do it. I can't, you know, I'm having heart palpitations thinking about it. Yeah. But if you could separate your money into the various pools Mm -hmm. with a purpose and say, this is my 10 year money. This is my 20 year money. This is my two month money. You can invest them differently. It's the and time horizon. It. Yes. The time horizon changes how you invest in. That's how you help stay diversified. Uh, people think a diversified means I have different stocks. <laughs> right. like, or, not, I'm not all in Apple or right. I'm not all in 3M. I'm not right. all. I have some Microsoft. Here. So. Yeah. You know. So I'm, I have both Apple and Microsoft. I'm diversified. Right. right? Then, so. then, then it's a, I have some in technology stocks and some in energy stocks. Ooh, I'm yeah. diversified. Yeah. Even more common, Tony is, and I'm going to do a show on this one. I think this is, this might be the very next show we do. I don't know, but definitely in the near future, I have bonds. So I'm safe. I have stocks and I have bonds and safety versus risk. And so people, it's still all tied to the market. It's all tied to some market, whether it's (laughs) a stock market or the bond market. They can still lose on all of it. Right, right. So, but, you know, just saying, well, I'm going to be diversified isn't going to save you when the market crashes if the bond and stock market both crash. So I think long term, yes, lump sum, boom, throw it in. But emotions get in the way, reality gets in the way, life situations, income needs, time horizons change. So there's no set answer, but there was a correct answer on the 10-year horizon, and you got it wrong. So, Thanks for saying that again. I think you brought that up a couple of, two, three, 12 times maybe during the show. I'm not the one with the sound effect. So if I had the sound effect and put a big X on you, then then I would be done with it, but I don't. So... Yeah, crash and burn. I'm breaking things now. I just threw a glass. Sorry. I you got a so, little angry. That, you know, sorry, you know, sorry for putting you down real quick, Tony, but I just wanted to get that one out there. I thought it was an interesting formula. I thought it was an interesting it is. scenario. It might go against conventional wisdom. It will guide some discussions I have, especially for people with longer time horizons. Sure. Um, it's easier for me to say, let's invest over time because we don't want to time the market. But what, maybe with this math, People might say, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's just, let's just go even at these all time highs. Mm. So you knew I would answer it wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. And like I said, I have a different script. If you answered it correctly, we were going to say it was wrong. I have, I have another study to say the complete opposite. So (laughs) I know that's not true. Well, Dan, uh, this is a, this was a fun one and an interesting one and important for people to understand. This is why I think it just illustrates why people need to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, because there are all these things and you stay up on it and you're always uh, looking at 
these scenarios and doing the math. And you're not holding to one set rule that was set 50 years ago. This worked. And so I'm sticking with it. Right. You know, I, for, I've been doing this for helping people for 15 years, manage their money, and I'm not changing. So I, I like your attitude where you're always challenging. It does conventional wisdom make sense for this scenario. Let's do the math. I think that's huge. And, and just for people to figure it all out on their own and stay on top of everything and looking, analyzing the trends and reading the studies. I mean, maybe there's some guy in his basement who is independently wealthy and can just sit there and study the markets and study all the different financial advice out there. Um, but even he's going to get some, some stuff wrong because he's not dealing with all these people and seeing the mistakes that can be made and seeing what's happened spread out over all your clients and over all that time. So I'm just telling people they need to work with a financial services professional. It just, this show has illustrated that point. Right. And again, Client A and client B can have the same situation, uh, an inheritance, say, and they're going to do two different things and they both can be right. They both right. can be right. It just yeah. depends on their very specific situation. But yeah, when they're going to when they're going to need the money could change their time horizon, all that. Yeah, exactly. But but again, the scenario we did, you were wrong. So uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for playing along, Tony. Tune in next time. Let's bring the kids in and have a good day. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.